Now, back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Well, friends, we are talking about your constitutional rights, the Second Amendment constitutional rights that shall not be infringed. People often ask, why does the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University care about this issue? Right? It's a Christian university. Out of all the stuff you should be caring for the poor, sanctity of life, those types of things. Why do we care about this? Well, Colorado Christian University is an incredibly unique university, probably more so than any other university out there, I think. So we have as a strategic priority. Listen, to think about what a traditional college is like. Right? you got kind of leftist protesters everywhere, meet-out days, vegan celebration days, those types of things. Colorado Christian University, it is a strategic priority to impact our culture in support of the original intent of the Constitution, of limited government, and of personal freedom, among all that stuff, as well as the sanctity of life. We do care about life. We want to see these stats that are going down, or we want to see these stats that are going up go down, these gun deaths over time. Unfortunately, they're now skyrocketing in the state of Colorado. And we have down at the state capitol now proposed ideas to really uh, try to restrict legal gun ownership. That's what this is about. My goodness, I saw a representative had his car broken into and guns stolen out of his own car. And guess who the media blamed? They blamed him. They blamed him for having guns in his car. Not the fact that there's now people stealing guns, but it was how dare you Bring those guns out of your house. That is their kind of uh, worldview and vision right now is to blame the legal gun owners. Friends, we have in the studio Taylor Rhodes. He's the executive director of Rocky Mountain Gun Owners. Rocky Mountain Gun Owners has led the charge to halt the radical anti-gun agenda across Colorado, accepting no compromise on the issue of gun control. RMGO works tirelessly to hold politicians accountable for their anti-gun views and has made great strides in protecting and preserving the Second Amendment. But our effectiveness in the battle against the gun grabbers depends entirely on the support of gun rights supporters like you. That's why you should go and learn learn more about Rocky Mountain Gun Owners. What's your website there, Taylor? So I'm going to give you two links. So just to learn more about us, go to armgeo.org. If you've heard the first segment of this show and you're outraged like I am, I want you to go to our petition site. That's armgeo.org forward slash AWB. And that will give you the link to sign a petition that we will deliver to your lawmakers at our expense. Um, it will direct you to a donate page after that. I would encourage you to consider uh, donating because let, let's be real we're going to have to sue on this bill and lawsuits unfortunately are not free um and we need uh we need the ammo uh, uh to sue these things well and anyone who's a christian conservative in the state of colorado knows that we have now had two cases go all the way all the way to the u.s supreme court just to protect our religious freedom right i mean that's what the state this is what's really important for people to understand about what's going to happen in the state of colorado Okay, they do not take the Constitution seriously. Those that are in elected office do not take the Constitution seriously. So they're going to just run their agenda through. And the only way we're going to be able to protect ourselves is through litigation. That is where we are at. We're not going to win on ballot initiatives. We're not going to win at the ballot box. Uh, 
if you're a Christian conservative, it's unlikely that your elected officials are going to be leading this state. And, you know, we're not in the business of winning any elections. We're a nonpartisan organization. But on our policies and on our principles that we care about as Christian conservatives, you're not going to find any redress through the political process. It is only the legal process, and that's why you got to get in and support organizations like RMG. Right, and look, I'm a Christian conservative as well. I've, I've, I've been a follower of Christ since I was six years old. Mm. And uh, and look, the, the Scripture tells us, uh, if you do not have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. Mm. Um, we can translate that into, if you do not have an AR, you know, maybe sell uh, you know your extra pair of Nikes and uh, and go out and uh, maybe sell a couple pairs and uh, and go out and buy an AR. Uh, it, it is... Uh, it's it, it's what Christ commands us. <laughs> so I, I mean, I read that if this if this ends up in law, you're going to have till about July 31st to get one. Yeah, so I think it's July 1st is actually the enactment date. Really? Um, wow. Is uh, and I can I can double check that, but I believe it is July 1st. And if you don't um, uh, do that and go ahead and buy one, there is a grandfather clause, uh, but it's not good. Uh, the grandfather clause essentially makes you keep record of every gun that you own. To be honest with you, I have no idea how many guns that I own. <laughs> I got my first AR-15 when I was 9 or 10 years old. Uh, I don't have paperwork for that. It was purchased by my parents. My parents likely don't have paperwork for yeah, that. Right. Um, so is this firearm that's been a part of my life uh, – you know the majority of my life now is am i going to have to give that over to the government for them to confiscate and destroy listen to this if the person can this is the law if the person cannot provide proof of legal ownership upon request to a peace officer the person shall surrender the assault weapon to the peace officer the entity that employs the peace officer shall hold the assault weapon for no more than three business days. If the alleged owner cannot provide valid proof of ownership prior to the fourth business day, the assault weapon is deemed illegal, applicable criminal and civil penalties apply, and entities that employ peace officers shall destroy the assault weapon after it is no longer required for criminal or civil proceedings. In this article, uh, Steve Reams, who's the sheriff right. up in uh, yes. Weld County, said, nuh-uh, nuh-uh, I'm not doing that. Right. He's the peace officer that's got to go demand receipts. Right, right. And, and you know, on the penalties here, it we should note, this is a class two misdemeanor for if, you're, if it's not in the commission of a crime. It's a felony if it is in the commission of a crime. But not only that, is they're going to slap you with up to a $5,000 fine if you're caught with one of these things. And if you're a gun shop selling one of these, you know, quote unquote assault weapons, you could be charged up to a half a million dollars. This is not chump change, um, you know. $5,000 is a lot of money, and $500,000 is a ton of money. Wow. I mean, most gun shops, let's be real, are you know less than 1,200 square feet, most of them. They're not, you know, Cabela's or, you know, Bass Pro. They'll probably be all right. But, you know, the, the Triple J Armories or the Centennial Gun Clubs or the Liberty Firearms, those people are going to struggle. Uh, well, Liberty Firearms is a little bit bigger, but <laughs> these people are going to struggle, right? These are small businesses uh, that uh, we're, you know, essentially this bill is going to run out of town because um, the majority of the firearms that they sell would be considered assault weapons. 
My goodness. I mean, it's almost kind of a gut punch, right? Because this doesn't actually deal with the major problems. So if you look at gun violence, and again, I'm going to pull data from every town. This is not data that comes from RMGO. This is comes from an organization that wants to pretty much take away all your guns. Guns, uh, gun deaths by intent in in the state of Colorado, 75% are suicides. So if you're looking at the actual gun violence we're dealing with in this state, 75% are suicides. And this is this is really, really important. I want everybody to understand this, okay? I work down at the state capitol on behalf of the Centennial Institute. We go down there, and I sit in these hearing meetings. And we work a little bit on Second Amendment issues, but it's not our major issues. We're primarily working on religious freedom, parental rights, sanctity of life issues. I sit in these meetings, and I will tell you that the teachings of the Bible are the only things that this state legislature will reject. You can go down there and say, I believe that we should require everybody to walk around on their hands for five minutes a day because I think it'll help with mental health. Like, you can propose that idea. I think we should propose. And they'll sit there and go, you know, you're That's right. That's a good idea. Uh, let's, let's talk <laughs> about this, right? And they'll, they'll, they'll bring in experts and they'll go, you know, we, we, we really got to explore. Walking around on your hands for five minutes a day ought to be a law to deal with mental health. But if you say down there, you know, I think we should, uh, we should be praying in public schools. Or uh, I think that parents should have strong parental rights because that's what God created parents to do. Use the word God, use the word Bible, and they will laugh you out of that room. That's if they're nice. Oftentimes, they will kind of glare at you until you, you leave. They hate that. And so we're dealing with a state that has 75% of all the gun deaths are suicides, right? And then you have another 21% that are homicides. And then you have intentional after that. Mass shootings are a tiny fraction of the actual violence. We're so if you're actually concerned about the violence that's taking place in this state, you go, you know what? This is a problem we got to address. We're lawmakers. Let's go and really address this problem. And the one solution that we know will actually help people, which is the proclamation of the gospel, people coming to faith, you know, all that good stuff, growing up in a stable household because their parents are committed to them, all the stuff that actually helps mental health, they're going to just, they're going to laugh you out the door. You know, one of the things that we talk about and and that, frankly, I don't think is talked about enough is is uh, when you look at mass shootings, the one pretty common denominator between, I don't know the exact statistics, so I'm not going to try to make it up, but it's a, it's a vast majority of these you know, mass shooters are coming from fatherless homes. 100%. And, you're right. And, and you're, they're coming from broken homes. And you know, why are we not you know, supporting good organizations like Fathers in the Field? Right. Why are we not supporting good organizations that are going to put that male figure back in these homes that you know, could potentially save lives? But they would want nothing to do with that uh, because exactly they right. don't want, they want a secular world. They want a secular Secular, uh, you know, do as you want. There's no repercussions for anything, and uh, you know, live free and die happy and less roll. You know, it's- and, and my mention there, 100 percent, was not that 100 percent of, uh, of these mass shootings are fatherless homes, but you're 100 percent right in the sense that there are family breakdowns that are contributing to this. They won't cover that. 
And uh, instead, we're going to continue to see growth in gun deaths over time. Friends, we're going to continue this conversation with Taylor Rhodes and Rocky Mountain gun owners. You're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour.